Hi, Rachel. Thank you so much for sharing that information. You know, I know we do this research ourselves, but every time I hear these statistics, it's sobering and shocking to realize just how prevalent sexual violence can be. I agree. I know that we've both encountered many individuals coping with both sexual violence in their past and cancer in their present, but when you see all of the numbers showing just how many people are impacted, it's just staggering. And it means that we truly have to be alert for this issue to emerge in any encounter with cancer patients. When I talk with cancer care providers about this issue, they often find these statistics very hard to believe. And these are often very experienced providers who develop great relationships, have great rapport with their patients, and have seen hundreds if not thousands of patients over the course of their careers. And what they'll say to me is, I know everything there is to know about my patients. I know about their grandchildren. I know where they went on vacation. I know about their bowel habits. And I know about their fear of dying. And in 20, 30 years of practice, I have never once had a patient tell me about a history of sexual violence. So I just kind of find it hard to believe when you give me all these numbers that that's really the case or that's really the case in my clinic or in my caseload. And I'm wondering what you could say to these very skilled providers who just haven't heard this. I'm glad you brought that up, Julie. That's such a great question because folks are really surprised when these numbers don't seem to match up with the people that they know. That is, you think you know someone completely, but that person might never tell you about sexual violence. And we hear over and over that people hide this information from even their spouses or that they've never told anyone until they were asked. I think one thing to remember is that we all want to be liked and viewed as cooperative, high-functioning, normal, appropriate, rather than putting a burden or a problem onto a provider that seems outside of what the provider might expect as part of cancer care. Talking about the details of your sex life, even if we consider sexual violence to be more about violence than sex, is still pretty taboo. People keep it private. Then you can add on the shame, embarrassment, and wanting to forget that comes with having been a victim of sexual violence. Remember too that some people have been threatened not to tell or have had really negative experiences with people who didn't believe them or who left them feeling even worse about themselves, like a victim or like someone who was really weird. I often hear patients say that they didn't want to tell me or another provider because they didn't want to upset us. They might think that especially if a person isn't a mental health provider and if there doesn't seem to be a right time to bring it up in the health visit where the provider doesn't ask about it, that they don't want to know. So I'd try to convince you that not hearing something doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. There's another very good reason most cancer care providers don't hear about sexual violence. And that's because a lot of people have learned to cope and recover from sexual violence. Survivors can be so resilient with so many positive characteristics and life successes. They're not some fragile, brittle group of people who can't deal with anything. And yet the vulnerability and triggering that can come with a cancer diagnosis and in treatment can take even those really resilient survivors by surprise. Even patients who have been in psychotherapy and have found a way to cope with the experiences may find that the intimacy of cancer treatment, like being touched, examined, poked, and prodded, can cause a kind of trauma flare-up. That's why it's so important to ask each person to give them the opportunity to share about sexual violence if they would like to tell you. And we'll talk more about this in module six. And do you think it's possible that by going through this course and being more open and knowledgeable about sexual violence, providers may actually hear about it more often because they're conveying that they're knowledgeable, that they're comfortable, and this is something they're open to hearing about? 
I think so. I think that once you start being attuned to it and kind of making space and conveying that you're ready to hear about even very difficult experiences, you might be surprised that patients will start to open up and tell you more about it. I wanted to go back to another point you brought up, which is the statistics on men. I think there's still this cultural idea that if we mention a sexual violence survivor that we're talking about women or girls, and that despite the one in six statistic, and despite the stories we've heard from coaches, religious institutions, most recently the Boy Scouts, there's still this idea that sexual violence among boys and men is rare or infrequent or uncommon. And I'm wondering if you could dispel this misconception a bit for those trainees who work with male cancer patients, especially in sensitive settings like prostate, anal, or testicular cancer. I'm really glad that you mentioned that, Julie. And it's true, a lot of people have that stereotype of a female sexual violence survivor. I'd like to remind all providers that the rates of sexual violence among men may be lower than among women, but they're still quite high, which means that a meaningful percentage of your male cancer patients are also survivors. So it might be easy to fall back on that mental image of a female survivor, especially as men can have particular gender-based types of stoicism or shame that could prevent them from telling you about sexual violence. But as you see your caseload, remember that men suffer too. Thank you so much for providing this critical foundation for the rest of the course. I truly believe that awareness of this issue is the first step towards becoming a more sensitive, more attuned cancer care provider. Thanks so much, Julie. You're quite welcome, and I appreciate your attention to these issues, as well as the trainees' attention and commitment towards working in this way together.